0: game. I have the founder and CEO of Rap Snacks. Man, you've seen it in your favorite stores, even in Walmart. You've seen him talk with Master P, but get to know the man and how he, after this, you know, 25 year plus journey, has made it into the biggest store in the world. James Lindsay, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, my brother. How are you? Great I'm good. to have me. I'm, you know. I'm looking forward to
0: talking to you. This well well I'm I'm so honored that you would come on. I, I know someone who knows have great things about you and I just want you to kind of give that journey to help inspire those because we everybody now seems to have a business right online. Right. And people pre, people probably think oh master p had you know this thing but he mentions you all the time a celebrity status that he has sometimes will blind people to see that you started this business in 1994. Can you speak on that?
1: Yes, you know, I, I had a vision in 1994. You know, to encompass uh, um, the snack food marketplace with something that was out of the ordinary, um, something that was out the box, something people could have fun with, and something the people can relate to in the culture, and, I, and that's started snacks in 1994. Um, speak about P, you know, I, you know, I met P about six years later, uh, through a lady, uh, her name was Jackie Reinhardt at Universal. Um, uh, at that time, uh, P had a label at Universal and I actually put him, um, on my bags and that's how we met and kind of developed a great friendship. Um, I brought him on as a partner for Rap Snacks and it's, it's been history from there.
0: Now, with doing that, it sounds like, you know, that's just like everything lined perfectly. But when you started this and, you know, I saw that you had an initial investment of about $40,000 from friends and family. And that was before at least our community would even hear about a VC or an angel investor. How do you even get you know, started with people investing in you? Did you have to bring them like, you know, all your numbers, everything, your projections? Did you have any past performance to allow friends and family to give you that money?
1: I think um, all above, you know, number one, you have to have a vision an idea first and foremost that you believe in and your investors believe in too. Because nothing worse than having an investor that want to put their money up but don't believe in your vision, right? You know, and I had to add a plan. I, I gave him a plan, a vision, you know, on paper of you know uh, it was actually a ten year vision of where the company was going to go. Um, you know, at the time it was really out the box, so that there was no data about you know starting in a urban snack food company. It was all vision, you know. But I put numbers down what I thought. You know, just doing my research in the marketplace, it was a five hundred and forty billion dollar industry on a yearly average, and as Afro Americans, we represent less than one percent of them. So the upside was, you know, was truly tremendous. And you know, if you know you didn't know a lot about the industry, you knew that was the case.
0: Okay, and you had to be convincing, because I think it's difficult for people, even you know, now to have people invest four thousand dollars because everyone has some type of online business or side gig that they're doing. When you approach your friends and family, because I'm sure you get approached every day with a new business, you know. Um, Was there any collateral that you put up?
1: No, not at all, because, you know, see, this is the issue that we we have as Afro-Americans. A lot of times we don't have any collateral. Banks are not going to lend you any any money because we don't have collateral. Um, So, you know, it was basically, like I said before, it was about, you know, people knowing my passion, knowing that I was capable of taking something, you know, from nothing. You know, to a, a, you know, a very uh, big vision, um, and that's a you know, that's a good um, way to kind of talk about what, we, what we're doing right now with the Stock Boss Up program. You know, me and uh, my myself and Wise Intelligent, who runs my my foundation, the Boss Up, we created a Stock Boss Up app to really help enhance. You know, people like me and you, really that at you know, at any ages you have that you don't understand about investing, right? So we take you from, you know, not knowing anything about the stock market to basically being able to become an expert in information. It's free information. So that's the issue that we're having in our communities, is that the information is lacking about, about investing. You know, we all, you know, in this day and time with the Internet, we want everything to happen right then. But, you know, there's a short-term plan and there's a long-term plan. And usually, the long term plan works out better than the short term.
0: That's awesome teaching people how in the stock market, you know, to, to do that. If you would, uh, for the people that say, Wait, stock bossa, can you spell that for me? S T O C K B O
1: S S U P. stock bossa.
0: Okay, there you guys got it. So you can Google that interview. Now, talk about teaching. Do you teach how what you have done? Distribution, because we have hear rappers talk about, you know, I know distribution and everybody's talking about sometimes an illicit distribution, but many folks also are working and you have mastered distribution, you know, working with the best of the best or the biggest of the biggest. So teach
1: that. Yeah, distribution is the main part of, of creating any brand or product because without distribution, you no one will be able to see your product, number one. Okay, so it took me years to be able to build a distribution network up and down the street, mom-and-pop stores, distributors around the country, you know. And what I've done, I've taken that as a foundation of the Raps Nice brand because, you know, it's like putting out a mixtape. If you're going to, back in the day, they would put out a mixtape on the streets and they would have it there and it would impact everything. So when I do my small bags, which would be, you know, the 50-cent bags, you know, those bags are able to be able to get trial on any item that we come out with. You know, we build it from there. Now we, you know, we're national with 7 You know, we, we uh, you know, we're national with, with Walmart. Um, now we're building a higher distribution platform but our basic and foundation is the mom and pop up and down the street stores that we impact every day.
0: And, and is that something, um, you know, everyone has an online course that you have now or maybe in the future, who can you know learn at the beginning level and then at the extra level?
1: Yeah, that's that's coming. Now. Something wouldn't be in Master Pia, and what we're doing and we're putting together a distribution platform that's going to teach um, the individual about how to create a product, how to you know search for different levels of distribution because you have mom and pop up and down the street, you have direct to consumer. You have big box stores. It's a different level. And,
0: and I know, you know, there's, everybody is an expert. And I and I know there's people who talk about distribution and they, so I think you'd probably be the first um, black male that I see who has proven it because a lot of folks, you know, out there are talking, but when you can prove that I can get you into CVS or I can show you how, because there's no guarantee. Um, and, and I'm excited to, to hear about that just because as a consultant and as a publicist we have like African clients who that's their when they have their African products that is their best, like how do we get it in and, and it's going on we'll walk you through that like, hmm?
1: and you know it's it complex to me you know, you know for years of how why everybody else has, everybody else has distribution other than Afro-American based product or culturally based products, right? So, mm-hmm. before I, I started Snacks, I worked for a company called Johnson Products with his Mister Johnson, who owned um, um, uh, AlterShine hair Grease, um, you know, Precise, all these different companies, and he really taught me, you know, the levels of distribution because if you want, you go to any drugstore, any supermarket you're gonna see either two feet to eight or 12 feet of ethnic hair care in every market you go to. But if you talk about food and the, any the other items, there's not. You know, so that relates back to first Afro-American millionaire was made from hair care. And so you have first Afro-American um, millionaire and you have a level of distribution. That gives you an answer right there. So, so that's, that's key. And, that, and that's, that, that excites me.
0: With the wrap snacks, and, and I'm just giving scenarios that almost anybody can do, because I've thought about doing it for my even own children, of taking the wrap snacks, buying wholesale, and putting it on Amazon. And I see people doing that. Um, is that something that you would encourage or even taking it maybe overseas, you know, Caribbean or Africa. Africa, I'm always in Africa. That's that's like I'm here, but I'm always in Africa. My, that's where the soul is. And so, is that something that you encourage? and That Rap Snacks is set up to allow, you know, a mom and pop uh, solopreneur do.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question as well. Um, when I when we started Catching Fire about five years ago, um, I wanted to keep the direct to consumer base entrepreneurs like yourself and other people that you're mentioning to be able to buy and sell on Amazon. You know, some people would have like, okay, I'm going to concentrate on, on doing that, cut everybody else out. But I, I really felt like, you know, that's good. That's really good for the brand. And it's also, you know, uh, some it's teaching people how to distribute, you know, because the key of it is, is learning to start your business. But the second key is been being having success which creates confidence for you to do other things similar to what you've done. So, and I, I look at like, like like a Jordan, you know, uh, when they put out a new Jordan, they don't, you know, people buy Jordans to sell it, what? On Amazon, right? <laughs> and, you mm-hmm. buy and sell it and make money. So I've never, and always encourage that for restaurants.
0: Okay, so that's something that can be done. And, and I hope that folks are listening.
1: You, know, you, you you'll have a bag of chips at $1.49 and they, they'll sell it for $5 on the internet. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know, it's being done right now. I mean, I, I'll never knock nobody's house for it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, it, there was a, a rumor put out to me and they said, hey, if you do buy wholesale, you can only sell it at a certain price, you know, or the company um, frowns upon, you know, um, making it more than a dollar. I think that's what was said. Is that true or is... Oh, no,
1: not I mean, if if it's, if it's you know, you'll have people that they'll have a price if it's a dollar forty nine or whatever, they'll will take the price off and sell it for more. <laughs> right? Um, but I mean we have we have bags that don't have a price on it. If you don't have a price on it, you can sell it for what you want to sell for. If they're gonna buy it, you know, then it's, it's it's you know, it's it's a part of the you know, the effort of um, you know, self you know, self, you know, self selling.
0: Okay, no, that, that's good to know. I always kind of think with, um, in music, in the music industry, how, you know, people are talking about music bundles and what it's doing for, you know, folk sales. I'm like, why didn't they, rap, you know, bundle up rap snacks? Um, it, music,
1: you know, Music bundles are, you know, I, my background is in, you know, in, in, in music as well. So music bundles are basically another way to, you know, say you sold them, you know, X model records. It's not really about... That.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just said uh, if you're gonna bundle a shirt, put some chips on it. Everybody has to eat, you know. That's that's just where my mind goes. <laughs> well, but but with with that, you know, in '94 and, and until now, it, there's big you know big changes in your life. Um, are you a, a married man? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. So, have you always just been, you know, single? Just kind of dedicated to this?
1: No, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I've been married before. You know, I have, uh, you know, uh, kids that you know I'm, you know, very proud of and love very dearly. Um, you know, it's been a balancing act um, for you know for myself, and it continues to be a balancing act because you know, you know, your family is your foundation of of being an entrepreneur. You know, um, knowing that you have a base that you can always turn back to, because it's not easy, you know, being out here and making it happen on, on your own.
0: And and how do you you know, cut it off? Have you know a time to say, okay, it's family time, or I'm gonna, you know, um, celebrate just the day or this person's birthday. How do you shut that off?
1: Uh, um, I think the the, you know, the foundation is your family first and foremost, right. But also it's an understanding that your family has with you, knowing that you're the breadwinner, this is what you do, your time is really a lot of times not yours. And you have to have a selfless, you know, base of family members that understand that. You know, so but when you cut it off, you know, you really, you know, you have a, a clock ticking in your head all the time about, you know, balancing your, you know, family with business. You know, so if your foundation is your of your family, then, you know, that's never gonna suffer. But they also have to understand that there's times when you really you know have to put the metal to the pedal and be able to work overtime. You know, I work you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day sometimes, you know, but that's expected of me. I mean because they know that makes me happy, and someone truly loves you and are supporting you, that they, you know, they shouldn't have no issue with that.
0: And, and with family, especially family, you know they see the um, see you on TV and they see the success and folks are talking about you everywhere for the entrepreneurs who are gaining that success and now people are being, you know, can I borrow some money where you, sh- you know, struggle back in the day and nobody from anybody. How do you cut that off? Do you have to change your phone numbers? You know, have your publicist, your agent and all that. How do you deal with that?
1: Well, I mean, first and foremost, I, I deal with that. You know, I think it's, um, you know, on an individual basis. Because everybody has different uh, motives when they come to you, right? You know, and what I usually look at is when someone asks me for something, I'm looking at what are they doing for themselves first and foremost. You know, if I'm helping contribute to their success in what they're doing, I have no problem doing anything for anybody. You know, but, you know, when someone's wanting to do something for them and they're not doing anything for themselves, that's where I have an issue. So, you know, I kind of draw a different line between that. You know, and um, I'm very good, I I have a, you know, very good um, spirit about understanding people and what they want out of me. You know, that's a, I think that's a really good um, attribute to have if if you are trying to be your own boss and you, you know, climb up the ladder to understand, you know, when you have relationships, you know, what you want out of the relationship and what they want out of the relationship, you know? So, you know, I kind of treat it all, you know, uh, the same, but not the same, but differently on a different occasion
0: okay so there's no set format of you know if you do this i'll do that or if you don't have this i can't i can't deal uh, with you
1: I mean, cause one of the things i always wanted to, to do you know even i felt like i was going to be successful is not to get that person that was in my same shoes that really wanted to had the hunger you know um and the appetite for success you know so you know as a you know as a successful entrepreneur you got to keep that connection because that only drives them. It drives you too, but also it helps you give back to those people that, you know, that really need help. It is not all about what we do. It's about how you help other people, you know, to, you know, we success because if you build in a mountain of, um, you know, uh, of all these followers, you know, it's all all going to do is make you stronger as well.
0: Okay. And what about hiring family and friends? How do you deal with that?
1: Um, you know, again, um, you know, on an individual basis, because, you know, um, if you take, you know, your kids or you take family, friends, you, you really know what they're good at. You know, I have a, a friend of mine who we been friends since seventh grade and he runs my transportation business, but I always knew that he was good. He was good with directions, right? <laughs> so he, he fits well with doing that for me, you know, and, you know, rap Snacks is a family atmosphere. You know, um, you know, first and foremost, I want to know who you are as a person before I hire you, right? You know, and when you have family members, you know that. But there's some family members you know that are lazy, you know, they don't have to, you know, they have a negative, you know, it's spirit, you know, um, and they might not be capable of fitting into your culture. So that would definitely be good for them.
0: Okay. And, and having wrap snacks and then doing the noodles are – Working with P syrup and all the other food products as well. Say,
1: the, say the, answer it again. I mean, say it again.
0: Sorry. I, with um, the wrap snacks and doing the noodles, are you also um, behind uh, the Uncle P's
1: syrup and pancakes? Absolutely, absolutely. Anything that P's doing um, from a food perspective, you know, um, on? um you know, we want to be their next of Foods. You know, we want to we want to you know represent you know the culture you know in a lot of different food um, categories, you know, but also you know do some of the things that we were talking about earlier on and in, in this interview is, is help other people behind us. You know, because if you think about this, you know, when you go to these supermarkets and that's where we started. We talked about this. Why? So that's why everybody's talking about the Auntie Mamas, the Uncle Bens. You know, it's, it, you know, it doesn't represent our brand in a very positive and uplifting way. You know, we're real live, me and myself, P. you know, we're you know, successful business people, you know, that service community, you know, and that we're looking to start a trend, you know, that is going to help us grow as people. You know, when we, when we start going, you know, and creating our own products, and manufacturing our own products, and distributing our own products, it's going to make everything else healthier coming behind us. You know, so the answer question was a long answer, but yes, you know, I'm behind that.
0: Okay. And how can we, to make sure this is successful, how can we, uh, what's the proper procedure to recommend something at our local store? Um, talking to the general manager, is there some, you know, buzzwords? We need to, we need to send an email. So it's doc. Properly, that they've had this many requests. What can we do to help push the movement?
1: You know, it's you know sending emails to you know some of these stores. um, You know, you know, I mean that's that's and and this kind of you know formatting um, you know a um, effort, the collective effort, you know to you know make these guys change. There's a lot of accounts that we're not in that we should be in, and it's all about politics. You know, it's all about you know the other companies—they, you know, they're buying—they're buying the space and not letting people, you know, come into these uh, spaces. It's—it's it's, really—I I call it the snack wars. That's what I call it, because you know, there's a lot of things in behind the scenes that's going on that people don't really know. You know, why rap Snacks is not into not in Family Dollar. I mean, we're we're going into Family Dollar. Why why are we not in in Dollar Tree, right? I mean, and you know, seventy-five percent of their The market is Afro-Americans. But why aren't we in those stores? Right? So Mm -hmm. politics that go behind that, you know, that uh, really, you know, we're fighting every day, you know, to kind of change.
0: And with the politics, I want to get into the how do you even get meetings with these people? Because it's. it's And I always tell people conferences make the difference when you don't know somebody because you never know who you'll meet at a big conference, you know, whether it be food, music, whatever. Um, What is your advice to, you know, help get in and and, and beat down some of those politics so you can get in the door and
1: what are some some things that you have learned and that you do? Politics start with you. It really starts with you. Right. Because when you get into you know these conferences, you know most of the times people they have their products, they have their concepts ready to go. So you gotta, you got to you got to start your concept, you know, and be out the box and try to add something to what's going on rather than fit in, right? Because that makes a difference. You can go to conferences all day long and look at these other things that people got going on, but how do you bring something to the table outside of what they have going on is the key and and what what would
0: be like for rap snacks what it use to say we're different
1: Well, first and foremost we're the first snack food company to put afro american on their package number one you know and you know the main reason other than adding artists to my bags is to change the culture of seeing us on something you know that would change our attitude about oh you know I can be on the bag and and people will buy it right you know, you're changing the culture of, you know, why are we buying everybody else's product that that represents their culture, but we're not buying anything that represents our culture. You know, that's, that's the difference. That's what we wanted to do, to create. That's why we're different. You know, our flavor profiles are very different. You know, even when me changing the noodle industry, I'm not doing over, you know, flavors. I'm doing flavors that we like. You know, I got a lobster bis flavor that was coming out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a shrimp scampi you know, flavors coming out, you know? And noodles, this is not oriental flavor profiles. This is flavor profiles that we eat every day at home, right? So that's changing the whole narrative of the noodle game. You know? and, and with that, um,
0: when will, I know someone has asked you this somewhere down the line, when will you have the first African artist on a um, snack or noodle or
1: whatnot? Well, um, that's a good question because, you know, I've been looking at market pretty heavy. Um, we're um, working with, we're definitely we'll have someone on that pretty soon. I don't, um, I know like five artists that I'm looking at right now, I can't really say it to you, but it's, it's you know, I was really one of the first people to make a connection with one of the African authors, artists, you know, right with, with Amik years ago where Nobody's really on you know, Afrobeat and all that kind of stuff. So, trust me, I love that concept. I love the culture of Africa, man, and, you know, rap snacks and coming to Africa pretty soon.
0: And you know what's going to be so just cold about that is because, you know, the continent is so put their flag on a bag. It won't almost matter what the artist is. Um, folks will, you know, start grabbing because they that that flag and if you've ever been to an African country, you see, you know, they put their flag everywhere. I mean, you know, no, no matter what condition the country's in or what they're going through at the time. So yeah, I, I wait for that. Do you have any plans to do a rap snacks um documentary?
1: Um we have we have a, a boss up documentary. But yes, we do have plans to doing that. Yes. I mean it's definitely will be coming up to but if you go to the internet, you look up the Boss Up um, documentary. You know, it's mm-hmm. really talking about you know our plans and the plights that we're, that we're experiencing and up and down the street. You know, like we we about in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, we surveyed like two thousand stores, and less than one percent of those stores were owned by Afro Americans, right? But you know, every you know, if you go into a corner store, you, you had you might have a hundred products there, and maybe one or two products are Afro-American products or owned by Afro-Americans, you know, so it tells, it tells you about what we're actually doing right now, what MP and Wise Intelligence is doing right now. We're making change at the mom and pop level, the distribution levels, and you'll see that, you know, as we go on, you know, and then as that's completed, then you'll see the documentary because we still have a lot of work to do.
0: Okay. And you, you're still, you know, young man like us like all. Soft- Right. It, there may be a part one, two and three. This question, you know, we always talk about black business and, you know, I, I love a team like LeBron and everybody looks like you as much as you can. But then into the conversation, we know companies that they might, the owner may be black and BET even went through this at one point Um, for my, my opinion, but everyone behind the scenes necessarily, you know, wasn't black. And sometimes you'll see a chicken joint and it will have great success, but they'll have a franchise um, and those they, they can't find any black workers. I've talked to black workers like I can't find black people who will work for these wages under these conditions. Have you had that issue or has that been a, a focus at all?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the workforce is tough. You know, um, you know, we, we have you know, Afro-Americans work for us. We have Caucasians work for us. We have Hispanic people work for us. Um, but not only in the, in the Afro-American community, it's a tough period because you know, we're in a society today that people want things right away. And they don't want to, you know, come in and work hard and invest in, in your dream. They want their own dream. But, you know, again, when I started working, you know, for Mr. Johnson, you know, I was working for his dream. You know, I had to pay my dues. You know, so that's the that's the difference in you know, employment right now. It's, it's not just a black issue. It's just you know, it's it's a, it's an issue of people not wanting to you know put the work in.
0: Okay, and that's why a, a lot of times you'll see you know Hispanics running the black and joint or you know construction just just because I just wanted someone else to say it because sometimes I say is it me? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm I'm trying to hook my people up and they say I don't know about that. I'm too good to be true. A job. To be true, but if you've been told a hundred times no, I get it because I've been told a hundred times no when, when looking for a gig. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, again, it's just one of those things where you know if you find that core people that want to put the work in with you, those are the people that are, are going to weave the rewards. You know, when it's time to do that, you know. So, and everything is not for everything, everybody. You know, so you know I've learned, you know, I've learned that the hard way. I've hired people that. I shouldn't hire, you know, because I wanted more for them. They wanted for themselves, you know. So I've learned from that, you know, just be a little more patient, you know, because being patient is the key to, you know, hiring good people because, you know, um, you want to fill a position, but you can fill in a position with people that you really don't, you know, don't, don't know, you know. It's Pete calling right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's as, 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 as beautiful with the success that you have in you know uh, mastering the distribution when will it come um, oh, when will it come to a point where you'll say look we're, we're willing to um, buy out other products that we didn't necessarily create but we see their only you know barrier is distribution and how can people go through that process with you?
1: That's a great question because um, I think, you know, me and Pete were talking about, you know, creating platforms like that where we can keep tabs on, you know, products that are, you know, that we feel like eventually will be part of what we're doing, you know, and that's where I'm creating it to this day. The, I created the distribution program for, you know, and the network is to be able to, you know, to bring products behind Wrap Snacks and all the products we have, you know, and give them that, that shot at it because it took me like 20 something years, man, to be able to, build these distributors on city by city, you know, and half of them didn't believe in it until, you know, the product would start moving and, you know, and creating, you know, these big waves out there, you know, so there's, you know, something to be said about that. And definitely we're looking at that. That's something that we want to do, you know, ASAP. Is that something
0: that if someone's listening to this now that they can, you know, send their pitch in or should they wait, you know, till after COVID and where should they send it? Pitch
1: right now that um, that we, we have going on. We're we'll going to continue that. But um, if you go with the um you know his uh, Instagram. Uh, we're doing like a, uh, a pitching out for you know different brands and, and ideas.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. I'm definitely going to be uh, telling some personal people and uh, clients of ours about that because they they definitely. Um, need that in the, uh, the the African space. There's so many good products, and I love Amazon, but you know, Amazon's for everybody, and and that's why I sometimes job because they're like, I don't want to deal with Amazon. I don't know how to deal with the FBA and all that. So it, it it's
1: it's, it's, not it's, a, it's not an easy place to do business because mm-hmm. you got to do the work before you're able to get to sell on Amazon. There's steps levels to it again that you got to go to and it's not easy, but you got to get somebody that understands that, you know, that process to help you because, you know, and then you can be on Amazon all day and selling products, but you've got to create the demand for people to come by.
0: Yeah. And you're talking about a, a team, you know, having um, teams cause you can't be great at everything. How important and, and how soon do you doubt that you needed a team to make the dream come true?
1: Well, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I think if I had a team earlier in my career, I would have been a lot more farther and in, in, in what I'm doing. You know, um, you know when you are an entrepreneur and you know, your funds are limited, you basically do what you you know as much as you can do. You know, with with, which, with what you have. You know, but having a team now and being able to you know be able to kind of think clearly because you know you know my concepts. I'm the concept guy. I do all the seasonings for my products. I mean, it allows me to think clear and, and, and be able to do some of the things that's going to bring the uh, wrap snacks in the future um, a lot faster. You know, um, all the ideas I've had, you know, we, I came out with a brand called Wifey, which is a, um, you know, a rose wine. You know, um, well, you know, coming out with a coffee brand. Uh, it's called I Like It Black Coffee. You know, know, we got a lot of different items that would come.
0: With with all those items, um, you know, we know the relationship with P and Meek Mill. um, Have there been other relationships that you've just been quiet about? And if you've been quiet about them, you know, you have your reasons, but have you put out things that people would never even know for whatever reason? You're like, yep, I got, you know, (laughs) I got wine over here, but I didn't want to tell you that I was connected with that
1: um yeah i mean it's been, it's been some things i own another brand called mr g um it's a, a brand in philadelphia is very popular i've owned that brand for like 27 years and i don't think people kind of relate that brand to me because you know i you know nothing else on it nothing else on it you know i bought it from a company uh, uh martin potato rose years ago and uh you know that's when they'd be like i didn't know you owned that you know type of thing but you know i've worked on you know a lot of, like, 24K headphones, you know, that, you know, me and me created. You know, it's been a lot of things that, you know, I, you know kind of underground about. I'm working with a pretty huge guy right now. on developing some stuff for him. I can't mention it because he doesn't like taking pictures or <laughs> or anything like that. But, um, yeah.
0: Sound like Al Heyman. Al uh, Heyman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't even know. Nobody knows where Al even. So but... uh,
1: so, yeah. that's great, especially if you think about that industry and think about how it was controlled by, you know, um, you know, other people in that industry. You know, he didn't want that him being black to be, you know, a hindrance to him doing business. So, you know, we all have to do things for a reason. So,
0: yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely not by that industry a liked man. When you're making black men money and you're not robbing from them, you you're you're not liked. Absolutely. With, with, with all your success, um, and you've talked about what you're doing in stocks, are there any other th- uh, community givebacks that you're doing or that you want to do in the future?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we have, um, I'm, I'm with, with the Up program, we have another program that we're doing at the Black Colleges, and it's, um, it's, 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 it's going to be a, a, a cafe that we're putting together you know, which would be an interactive cafe uh in, in black colleges. And it's a business kind almost like a, you know, a, a think tank that we're doing, you know, in those black colleges, you know, kind of creating a, a business atmosphere, you know, for them we're doing it at Delaware state. Uh, we're doing it at um, Cheney university. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's called the innovative cafe, you know, um, and it's going to be really, you know, really, really, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's it's going to set off, you know, um, I got a different pattern in some of these schools because, you know, they actually, it's a course that they actually get credit for and learning how to, to run a cafe, right? Um, and they'll also get credit for any products they help create, you know, within that time, you know, in the cafe, you know. So it's basically a think tank that, you know, you can create products from and then really, you know get the you know the expertise from us if we have to know how to create it from concept to actual product about
0: like the black business facebook when you know how facebook started on the campuses and then it expands because that sounds almost like you know on an app and be a be a game but a real life game if you want to just put the real money kind of like people doing forex you play for fun and then you go into you know the real deal and, and make your money so that sounds great
1: when will that be available um yeah that's coming up in uh, i guess um in january february when they go you know really that semester where people back on campus yeah that's that's, that's when that's available
0: and can people request? Uh, my wife and I went to Grambling State, the Harvard of the South. Can people request that to be on their campus, and how?
1: Right. So they will get in touch with um, uh, Wise, intelligent, and athlete, you know, I'll text you with information. And um, you know, he's a point person for you know our foundation and that program.
0: Well, I'm definitely gonna um, follow up with you about that. I I, I see that. buzzing that means money is calling y'all so we're not going to give you a game overload we're going to sir james get into making some more product making some more profit so you can benefit i thank you for brother
1: no problem man thanks for having me man i wish you much success in all your endeavors and you know uh, until next time thanks again be blessed